Welcome to this podcast from Neurogastroenterology and Motility. It publishes original research and topical reviews on basic and clinical aspects of gastrointestinal sensation and motility, as well as brain-gut interaction. So welcome everyone to this month's podcast from Neurogastroenterology and Motility. My name's Adam Farm and I'm a gastroenterologist at the Wingate Institute in London. Uh, this month it's my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Daniel Kauf. Uh, Daniel is an assistant professor of surgery at the University of Mainz in Germany. So Daniel, uh, many thanks for joining us on this month's podcast and uh, uh, congratulations to you on your co-authors uh, on your paper entitled Transcutaneous Sacral Nerve Stimulation for Intraoperative Verica- Verification of Internal Anal Sphincter Innovation. So Daniel, if I could start with this question, what are the current uses for pelvic intraoperative neuromonitoring and, and how is it currently performed? Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Adam Farmer. First of all, I really, I'm really happy to be here and um, I'm very happy to answer your questions. Uh, to your first question, well, um, we use this pelvic interoperative neuromonitoring technique in different kind of surgical procedures. Um, first of all, um, you can use it in uh, the field of urology. Um, for instance, when uh, you perform the prostateectomy and uh, you have to spare the pelvic autonomic nerves. Uh, moreover, you can use it in gynecology uh, during hysterectomy and um, surgery for endometriosis, where it's very helpful. And um, uh, finally, um, and this is the main part where we use it at the moment, is in colorectal surgery. And there we have the most experience with this method, especially in rectal cancer surgery. You can use it in open and laparoscopic or robotic surgery. We have data for that too. Um, Finally, the method itself is used intraoperatively, um, intracorporeal. That means when we do the dissection in the minor pelvis um, and we are at the field where the pelvic autonomics run, um, we can do the um, neurostimulation with a bipolar microfork probe. And this probe um, is used um, during different steps of the surgical procedure. And there we can check the nerves and um, identify whether they are in function or not. Um, Currently... Um, we have um, different data on that and it works quite well, but um, I will come to that later. So does it predict outcomes in patients undergoing pelvic surgery? Yeah, we have several studies um, where we demonstrated uh, the potential for uh, prediction of functional outcome. Um, And I really um, want to um, point out um, the sexual function here, the urinary function, and the anorectal function, especially fecal um, continence. Um, we have data on that. But what we, um, we are almost now finished with a new study. It's a multi-center randomized study, which is called NEUROS. And in this study, it's, a, it's, um, it's, located, it's located in Germany. And in this study, we have... Um, randomized patients to those who undergo uh, rectal cancer surgery with pelvic intraoperative neuromonitoring and those who undergo the surgery without the neuromonitoring system. And uh, the study is currently closed. It's finished, but now we are very happy and excited to evaluate um, the functional results in, the, in both um, um, therapy arms. 
Um, we have a follow-up of 12 months in the study and uh, we will have the data very soon. Yeah, that data sounds uh, very interesting indeed. But what do you see as the uh, weaknesses of the current techniques? Yes, the weaknesses is, well, and this is something that's why we have performed the current side, which we will uh, talk um, later on, is that it is used um, intracorporal. That means we can only use the technique once we are in the field where the pelvic autonomic nerves are at risk to be damaged. So um, this is some kind of, well, um, we desire to have a system which works um, more outside the operating area or probably who is um, um, giving us more information before we do the, um, the dissection. This would be great in order to get um, to know um, other, yeah, um, um, other um, effects which might come from other therapies such as Radio radiotherapy, which is it done in advance before we do cancer surgery in most cases. So tell me a little bit then about uh, transcutaneous sacral nerve stimulation. Well, the transcutaneous sacral nerve stimulation itself came up by the idea uh, when we performed sacral nerve stimulation in patients uh, for fecal incontinence in our clinic. And um, we um, wondered what is happening because normally we look at the somatic innovation when we perform the uh, sacral nerve stimulation and in, we wondered what is happening to autonomic nerve innovation. And in this case, uh, we used the pelvic interoperative neuromonitoring system, the device itself, which is based on electromyography of the internal anal sphincter. And we looked at what is happening to the patients interoperatively when we do, uh, when we do use it for sacral nerve stimulation. And uh, interestingly, we could show that um, the autonomic innovation is affected by uh, the sacral nerve stimulation. Then we thought maybe, well, why not using um, transcutaneous uh, sacral nerve stimulation, which is uh, um, performed outside um, of the operating area on the sacral foramina. Um, why not using this technique um, for pelvic neuromonitoring? And then um, we funded uh, we we got the the um, well we got lucky to be funded by the Federal Ministry of Education and Research uh, here in Germany, and uh, we had uh, two great partners in this project: the um, Inomed um, um, company um, and the Fraunhofer Institute for Biomedical Engineering here in Germany, and uh, um, then we developed uh, this. Um, experimental study for transcutaneous sacral nerve stimulation, which is working outside the operating area and gives us results on the pelvic autonomic nerves. So, what method? What sorry? What methods did you use in okay. your study? Well, um, in this first step, we uh, performed an experimental study, which means uh, we uh, um, went into uh, the operating. Uh, theater in experimental operating theater with pigs and um, and used um, arrays of electrodes uh, cathodes um, which were developed by the uh, uh, Fraunhofer Institute for Biomedical Engineering um, and we placed those over the sacral foramina uh, even before we done we have done surgery and uh, for in order to to 
to influence the currents uh, which were produced, we um, applied several anodes on the back, right and left thigh um, and lower abdomen and uh, even intra-anally um, to, yeah, intra-anally. Um, and then um, we did stimulations using this novel technique and the standard uh, technique, which I have um, already described um, and looked and or and observed the uh, electromyographic signals of the internal anal sphincter in different steps of the experiment. So what were your key results from your study? Well, in this study, we could show that transcutaneous stimulation induced increases of the internal anal sphincter activity could be observed in each animal, which was a big or great step for us because we never thought that this would uh, be possible. But um, we had to do a lot of tests in order to get the results. Um, well, we have done um, 300 test configurations of um, cathode anode um, applications. And out of those, only 18 exhibited the change in the internal anal sphincter activity, which correlated with, um, op uh, with preserved function, um, pelvic autonomic function. And finally, when we performed the um, nerve lesions at the end of the experiment, we could also show that in these specific electrode uh, configurations, um, um, the function was not, uh, was a, there was a dysfunction. Um, the pelvic autonomic nerves were um, um, damaged, which showed that this method is valid. But um, still, um, you need specific electrode configurations, um, and only those work. All others did not work. So this is some some uh, this is the challenge of this novel method to uh, when we want to implement it to implement it um, easy uh, practical. So what were the limitations of your study? Well, uh, the study is limited to experimental results in a small series. Nevertheless, the data collection could be performed in a standardized setup. The next step would be to investigate whether this novel approach could be translated into humans for non-invasive uh, pelvic interruptive neuromonitoring. However, this requires a considerable variety uh, of standardized electrode configuration and amount of test simulations, which may hamper its practical use. So how do your results now take the wider field uh, forward? Well, um, in conclusion, the study uh, successfully demonstrated the feasibility of transcutaneous sacral nerve stimulation for the verification of internal anal sphincter innervation under selective electrode configurations. If a, re a re reliable online signal analysis could be implemented, this approach may be of clinical value for the development of a more minimally invasive pelvic interruptive neuromonitoring. This could enable early assessment of functional autonomic nerve integrity even before we perform the pelvic dissection and may possibly reduce the necessity of intermittent direct nerve stimulation by the operating surgeon. Moreover, the technique could be useful in the field of sacral nerve stimulation for diagnostic and therapeutic purposes, as well as further neurophysiological investigations based on simultaneous observation of the somatic and autonomic nervous system. So, uh, Daniel, with that, I'd like to thank you and your co-authors for, for an excellent paper and as well as uh, assisting in this month's uh, podcast. I'd also like to thank our listeners for tuning in. I look forward to welcoming everyone to another instalment uh, next month. 
Further information about this paper can be found on the journal website. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast and we look forward to welcoming you to next month's edition.